I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Every episode we can read out as many of your film ideas as we like. We don't just read them out though, it's not just a list. <laughs> we can discuss them as well and we dissect them and have, have some fun. But only one of them can be taken to the next stage where it will feature on the next edition of Kanye West Sunday Service. Uh, instead of a choral version of one of Ye's greatest hits, the choir will instead belt out the entire transcript of the winning Dream Factory entry. Pretty good fun. Have you seen him doing this every Sunday? I have seen him do this every Sunday. It's quite good. I like it. I like it. I'm Joel, a man who puts the love rat in Martina Navratilova. Love Ratilova. Don't think about it. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has returned from Mauritius, a changed man, citing a newfound love for snorkeling, taking the opportunity to whip out his nozzle when in close proximity to any body of water over one foot deep. What have you seen, John? What have you seen? Mostly the bottom of puddles. You strike me as a man that's never snorkeled. Um. Yeah. Well, as an adult, well, like what snorkeling? What's your cut off point for I, snorkeling? You also you have think to snorkeling do... is the activity for a child. That's, that's probably shaming the snorkeling community. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying I personally have not done it since I was a child. And also, like, how are we defining snorkeling? Like, I've been in a pool mm, with you... a snorkel. No, 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 no. It's we not... have to be looking for like coral. It's well, it's open water. Okay. It's not your bath. Could it? Could you it... on snorkeling? Oh, I'll say. <laughs> Can't shower without one. I've swam with goggles and a snorkel in France as a kid. What did you say? Things you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's well, what I had stopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd seen it all. I was big on snorkeling between the ages of 14 and 15. Okay. Where, 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 well, I went on one holiday in that time. I went snorkeling a lot. Before that, what were you, you were playing video games. After that, you discovered girls, right? You yeah. were snorkeling. You saw a girl. You yeah. thought, ah, I'm over snorkeling. I'm over snorkeling. That's what every teenage story ends with, though, doesn't it? It's like, I was incredible at chess. Yeah. I was like the world I'm not, champion. I'm not claiming I was a world-class snorkeler. No, I know, but, you know, lots of teenage stories. It's like, essentially, what I was doing there was the cliche that it goes, oh, and yeah, then yeah. Your, your hormones got confused, you discovered girls, any good hobby is dead. Yeah. For the pursuit of women. Speaking of which, your first film idea is called The Pursuit of Women. That's No, what is it? Creepy. Uh, what about this one from Jason? Lost World in Translation. 
Oh, fun. So someone trying to talk to dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. I've never seen uh, Lost in Lost Translation. In Tra- you People know what? People really love it, don't mm-hmm. they? Don't they love it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill it's Murray. Funny. Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Japan. The third character. <laughs> Well, someone, someone, a dick would say that. Exactly. Pretentious people have often I'll tell you said, what else a dick would say. Go I've actually been to Japan. I know, but you have actually been to Japan. That was, yeah, I was being a dick. But uh, like, maybe I'm a dick. Well. Hey, maybe I was Bill Murray. What? Or was I Scarlett Johansson? I don't know. I've not seen it. You were, I think. I was Japan? You were Japan. Okay. <laughs> you went to Japan and became okay, Japan. the country. Yeah. All right. What? If I could be a country, Japan would be pretty high on the list. Yeah? Clean, efficient, great food, great culture. Some creepy undertones. <laughs> Which is fair to you. Pardon? Which is fair to you, I'd say. Oh, yeah, that's part of it, isn't it? We're <laughs> a complex mix of different bits and pieces. You, you're a mixture of super modern and very ancient. I am. I am in many Plastic ways. Plastic surgery. If you could be a country, which country would you be? Well, I feel like you're just going to tell me it has to be France. No, I like no, it no. Not. Something much more boring than that. <laughs> What is what's what, a really litigious country? I was going to say what's that the really most plays boring by the country. Rules. That's mean. Feels mean. I feel like we're encouraging xenophobia. It's Switzerland. No, but it is Switzerland, isn't it? Is it xenophobia? Switzerland's famously neutral, so I'd say you are Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that would be. You're not going to argue that, are you? No. I mean, in many ways, further proving my point. How do I feel about that? I'm sitting on the fence. Yeah. Um, a lot of fences in Switzerland. Xenophobia, the fear of Xena, the warrior well, princess. princess. <laughs> Don't ruin my film idea. <laughs> It's a combination of arachnophobia and, Z- and Xena, the warrior princess. Oh, so they're like eight for eight sprinting Xenas. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it. Right, so we're talking like they've built the park and mm, the park's for, been built. So- for some reason behind the scenes they're having to look into why the dinosaurs are acting weird and Chris Pratt decides Google Translate yes. Velociraptor. Great. What is the big twist? What, what's the, what are they saying? <laughs> I don't know what would they be saying. I'm uh, innocent. They are, yeah. They're just revealing how they actually were wiped out. Oh, mm. yeah. And it's a conspiracy. It was the Illuminati. It was the Illuminati. Yeah. The, the the dinosaur. Were they the dinosaur Illuminati? Uh, are we imagining dinosaurs wearing like cloaks, or is yeah. it humans? It's dinosaurs in cloaks. Well, the, and then they became the, hey the humanati. No, but oh. they're lizards anyway, aren't they? Oh, nice. If David Icke. David Icke is to be believed, and I think he is. <laughs> they're all, they're is still, the they still are lizards. Yeah, that's the podcast's official stance on uh, whether the Illuminati are lizards. Yeah, we defer to David Icke on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us, David Icke. Let us know whether we've said anything in- inaccurate. Yeah, in- and look forward opinion. to him being a guest on a future episode. Oh, wouldn't it be good? Yeah. It'd be 12 hours. It'd be 12 hours, and we wouldn't say much. I think we'd pitch him things and he would say, that actually happened, you know. <laughs> oh, what about, oh, did you know dinosaurs <laughs> using Google Translate? He'd say, yeah, that does actually happen in Buckingham Palace after 9pm. We'd say, wow, David, how do you know these things? And he'd say, because I used to be a professional goalkeeper. <laughs> would you like an idea from me? Yes, please. This one's from Alfie. Shallow How Grave. Yeah. What Alfie's done there yeah. is combined the two classic comedies, Shallow Grave and Shallow How. What's what Shallow Grave, from my reference? It's the upcoming Scottish stars. Name some upcoming Scottish stars from the 90s. Eccleston. Billy Colony. He was so, he was so established uh, in the 90s. He was there. Oh, fine, fine. McGregs. Tennant. Two of those are definitely in it. 
and I always get confused. Uh, I just assume it's every young Scottish actor, isn't it? But they obviously won't. It's only three characters. And Eccleston they, they were like, is Northern. What? Christopher Eccleston. No, he's Scottish. Uh, <laughs> no, maybe you're right. Now I'm gonna have to look up the cast of Shallow Grave. And then for obvious, like uh, for the seven people who have not seen Shallow Hell, it's a slightly tasteless. Oh, I'm on film. airplane mode because I'm professional. Uh, have you seen? You know, you know of Shallow Grave. Um, no. There's three people that live in a house in yeah. a house share situation, and okay. they come across like a case of money, and then they hide it in the house because they're worried about who's going to come back for it. Yeah. Then they all like conspire against each other to kill uh, the other people in the house. It's really good. That sounds whack. It's really good. But it turns out they're all quite large people. Because <laughs> of Shallow House. Oh, right. I was like, I was like No, what? Jack Black's there. Yeah. So Jack Black's the third housemate. I can't remember who the third housemate is. Well, I can't remember. Yeah, let's be honest. I can't remember who anyone is. So in a house, it's Chris Rickleson doing a Scottish accent, <laughs> David Tennant doing a Scottish accent, and Jack Black doing a Scottish accent. Would watch. You're, come on, you're into I'm that, there. aren't you? Jock Black. I'm there. Hey? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, and is, at what point does he play the bagpipes? But <laughs> he riggedy dig digs the bagpipes. Yeah, he revolutionizes bagpipes. Have you seen? And how that's why he gets killed because he's up all night playing bagpipes. Uh, tenants have revolutionizing. Yeah. How, on the subject of revolutionizing, have you seen how he's reinvented YouTube? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Go play to the guy. Yeah, he's a genius. Jables. <laughs> Jablinski Games. <laughs> it's so good. Oh man, yeah, it's really anyway, fun. You should. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, um, check out Jet Black's YouTube channel, <laughs> which is good. He needs. He needs <laughs> the help. <laughs> I hope he gives us a shout back for that actually, because he did say he would. <laughs> Cross promo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Jack Black. Wait for his wait for his, you know, numbers to skyrocket off the back of that mm. oh. suggestion. Yeah. And a uh, lots of thumb ups, I imagine, as well. The only element of Shadow How you've placed into this film so Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do to all films. <laughs> exactly. Put Jack Black in them. Yeah. Mm. Um so Meet Jack Black. The thing is <laughs> That's a better one. Yeah? Meet Jack Black. <laughs> I don't even know what Meet Joe Black is. Mm. I, there's a lot of films in the 90s I get confused about. Pitch Jack Black. <laughs> Just another one. That's fun. Jack Black and the Beanstalk. I'm surprised they genuinely haven't made that. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't Because they did Gulliver's Travels with him. So it's just Meet sequel. Joe Black. Yeah. That's about the devil. Is I it? get so confused. Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> no, that's about the devil. Uh, no. No? That's about the vampire. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, fine. I think Joe Black might be a devil in a tuxedo and he's brad pitt i don't know okay but that's interesting to think about one thing that the listener can always be assured of is that they come to this podcast for film knowledge for facts <laughs> yeah yeah so jack black's in everything that's my film pitch well but then also we suggest that the rocks in everything and they're great together jumanji already happened and it was brilliant yeah mm. what we're kevin saying- hart's not in anything anymore though what we're saying in, is- well yeah where i exist in Juma- what we're saying is jumanji sequels about Nothing against Kevin Hart or what he did in that film. He's just not in ours. He's no. not in our version. Ours are heartless, both in ter- in terms of theme and casting. It's just them being really mean to each other. Word watch. Yeah, I'd watch that. A roast. I don't know whether Jack Black's humour isn't very roasty. I reckon you can turn it on. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. You'd Riggedy be scared. Yeah. I think that you'd, you'd. If I'm insulting the Rock, I need to know that there's like bulletproof glass between me and him. What would you rather take? One punch from the Rock. Yeah. Or 10 years of roasting from Jack Black. <laughs> I would love to be roasted by Jack Black for 10 years. Mm, I don't think you would eventually Day and night? get in. Yeah. Am I not allowed to sleep? You are, but he's there. He's not in the room. 
Yeah. But he's quietly roasting. But he also has to sleep. Jack Black also has to sleep. Yeah, famously. (laughs) This is a really weird episode of this podcast. (laughs) I don't the way we're talking strange, even, don't you think? Like normally it's like a conversation between friends. There's something it feels a little bit like a tennis rally. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's really strange. A little insight from my perspective, at least. I'm not sure about you. Uh, the last two minutes, I don't remember what either of us no, said. I have no idea. Because <laughs> I've just been saying, you say words, I, I say words. react to them. <laughs> so what's going on? Is this what podcasting is? <laughs> it's not even a normal conversation. <laughs> the listener's going to like tweet us being like, you literally were just saying noises <laughs> at each other for two minutes. I don't know that. Five stars. Do you ever do that? It was a great improvement. Um, <laughs> what about this one from Johnny? Interstellar. Have we done Someone it? Someone that's really into Stella. Yeah. I think we have done that before. Uh, or maybe, no, I think it might have just been an intervention with one of our friends. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Loves boozing. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's it. And, cool. Um, right, Interstellar. He, he lost it. He had it, and then he lost it. Was it. In, he had it in his hands, and it slipped through. Is that right? We should check in case he was like, I don't know, like, he had a magic ring or an amulet oh, or a bracelet or something. Yeah. He's just stopped leaning on things. <laughs> no, but that, that that he was leaning on things when he didn't have it. Exactly. He stopped leaning. Is he back leaning? Is he back leaning? That's a good question. Is he leaning or should he try leaning again? Let us know. Switch it off and on again. Have you seen Matthew McConaughey leaning recently? And where? And what's on? I like watching Matthew McConaughey films with my TV tilted. So he's always leaning? <laughs> yeah. Looks good. What happens when he leans? You tilt it back. Funnier. He's you tilt it back. Is it built on some sort of rig so that you can just constantly change it? Yeah, like those kind of your GoPro camera things that people have where they can yeah. swing it around and it doesn't move. Yeah, yeah. But mine's always at a Con- canted angle, just based on Matthew McConaughey's movements. It was worth the two thousand pounds you invested in that bit of kit. I've not seen Interstellar. What's it about? It is about a space. About space. Guy goes into space and then he gets lost and then he. And then he's behind. He gets lost. What what happens? Google Maps stops. I think he goes into a black hole, and then uh, he's in a bookshelf. And, you haven't what? And for the listener, they'll be nodding, going, "Yeah, he's telling the truth." But for you, whose bookshelf? His daughter's. Fuck off! I thought you say God's. <laughs> David Icke, is that right? <laughs> is there a big bookshelf in the sky? He's in his big lizard. Why haven't you turned his microphone? How on? He goes to his daughter's bookshelf. Yeah. Is she? He's on the so, other oh, side. Oh, parallel universe. Yeah, it's like... But how small is he? No, no, no. <laughs> he's not tiny. Oh, I thought he sat on the bookshelf. He's kind of on the other side of the bookshelf. Like he's almost like he's inside the wall, but inside an alternate oh, reality. Oh, and he just needs to pull the right book and it will turn around. And he just pushes a book off a shelf. Oh. And then she sees his hand? <laughs> and then she goes, oh, shit. That's the book he bought me. So I'll go find... I can't really remember, but I... I promise you, John. I promise I, you, I, hand sounds, on heart. I, I seem to remember who think that was a good film. <laughs> and what you're saying? He's in a bookshelf. Matthew, is that what the poster said? <laughs> this year, you know, Matthew McConaughey is in a bookshelf. He doesn't lean on the bookshelf though. Hmm. Well, maybe that's where he went wrong. He did. He did when you were watching it. Yeah. Uh, he gets so drunk, he goes into an alternate universe where he's behind a bar and he needs to push a bottle of JD off to let people know that he's there. Good. That's good. Well done. How about this one from Rob? Us, but ver- the other versions are really nice versions of you. Have you seen us? I haven't seen us, but I know the. Concept. Oh boy, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. And oh, I can't unsee it. It was pretty scary. How high are we on the spooks? Oh, I was about eight spooked. Eight 
And I didn't look at the screen for quite a lot of the film. No way. If I had done, I'd have been probably nine or ten spooked. I, so when I'm in a cinema... Fully spooked. Normally I... Uh, well, I've got some reservations about it, but we can't talk about that. We're not, that's not what we're here for. Two thirds of the film I was spooked, and then a third I thought, come on. Anyway, so what I have... I have techniques for hiding from the rest of the cinema and my girlfriend that I'm not looking at the screen. Mm. And normally it's looking at the popcorn. Because no, no one can say, you're looking at the popcorn a lot. Because that's fine, isn't it? But no, here's the problem, John. I've never looked at popcorn in this I ate all the popcorn before the film started. Ah. And there was nowhere to look. I was looking at the little corns for a while, the unpopped corns. Then mm. I ate them as well. I ate them as well. And then, uh, so what I had to do, and normally I sit, I'm normally on the outer edges on my own, in, on one of the outer aisles, yeah. where there's no one else. And so I can just lean on the one hand and just sort of shield my eyes from my girlfriend. She doesn't know where I'm looking. Yeah. But... but there were people to the left and right to me this time. So I had to do a double hand shield. I must have looked insane. <laughs> Would have been better if I just wasn't looking at the screen. And then I did think towards the end of the film, it's very dark. I don't think anyone can see where your eyes are facing. <laughs> You're probably more concerned about that, not wearing any trousers. Also, the idea that the entire cinema is just looking at you to check what you're looking at. You probably watching this film. Um, anyway, Us was scary. Yeah, yeah. So the conceit, without spoilers, because I don't know, is like, a family there's a, essentially a home invasion on a family mm-hmm. by their doppelgangers who are yeah. kind of their bad selves sort of yeah there there's a theory that it's like your regrets and your bad past you know everyone talks about the best version of you yeah what if they got they turned up you'd be quite sad i think yeah if if, if a version of this is this is more scary i think if a version of you turned up that, that was, was better at everything yeah that would be scarier yes i think that would be a existential crisis drama rather than a horror film though mm, I don't it's know. quite scary mm. the idea that there is a better version of me which how many billion people on the planet i mean yeah i mean it definitely is it's like of you yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even in the top 10 percent of <laughs> oh, that's me sad. that's sad yeah okay fine i'm scared mm. and lupita nyong is in it and she's brilliant oh she was so good in it yeah. She was so good. The, oh, the cast were all really good, but she's obviously the best. Elizabeth Moss, great. I am a big fan of Winston Duke. He was really good. Uh, and literally, that's just because of M'Baku in Black Panther. That's yeah, it. he was really, really good. They, uh, the, yeah, the cast are amazing. It's just some stuff at the end I don't care for. Okay. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Hey, give me another film idea. What about this one from Lem? A series of Lem's been very good to us recently. Oh, he's he's a dream. A series of offensive alternatives to Johnny English, Paddy Irish, etc. <laughs> Pierre France. Johnny Foreigner. <laughs> Just do it all in one. Johnny Foreigner. What it is is Johnny English meets every other equivalent spy from around the world. Hapless French spy yep. smoking this a little cigarette on a thingy. Mm-hmm. What are those things were that Rowan Atkinson plays every character. Of course. Yeah. Actually, Rowan Atkinson hasn't done that, and it like I, I don't want to sound too like rude to him. You know, fair play. But he's a prick. He's done. He's done <laughs> as far as I, can. I obviously don't know that. I just thought it was a funny thing to imagine you were about to say. <laughs> I don't want to disrespect the guy, but fuck me. <laughs> um, no, he hasn't uh, done a multiple people. Yeah, yeah. It's not a million miles out of. the... You'd think there'd be like a Mr. B meets his long lost brother film or something. Yeah. So I'm not like. I'm not against the idea that he would be up for doing that. Like that Simpsons episode where Homer meets his brother and he's super smart and successful. That would be quite a funny idea for Mr. Bean, wouldn't it? If he had a long-lost twin that was, like, thriving in the city. Like us. Oh, my God, it's the film I just (laughs) pitched. Right, remember that film I just pitched? Everyone's Mr. Bean. (laughs) It's us. Sorry, Lupita Nyong'o. Mr. Bean, yeah. uh, No, Lupita's still in there. (laughs) Uh, Will she agree to do this? I'm not sure. She's very much on the up. In terms of her career. Come and see us in 20 years. Peter. <laughs> that sounded like a threat. Like I have any sort of Hollywood sway. Huh? What should I be doing in 20 years, Lee Peter? All right. When we've, when we've done 15,000 episodes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, good. What are we talking about? Uh, the Mr. Bean idea that you just had. What was oh, it? Oh, that was good, wasn't Oh, no, it? no. It was Lem's idea. Where, so it's Johnny English. It's Johnny Foreigner, which is great. I think what Lem's trying to get us to do here is be racist to every country on planet Earth. And I, um, <laughs> Stay tuned for the end of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I've, actually yeah. got, I've actually got a pamphlet on this. <laughs> um, all, all I'll say, John, it's the will of the people. <laughs> all right. What about this one from Khan? The greatest ideal home show man. Uh, okay. Hugh Jackman selling patios. Yeah. Song and dance. It might surprise you to learn that I've never been to one of those ideal home shows. <laughs> but I imagine you can get some pretty. But I am a homeowner now. Oh, show off. Clang. Uh, that was, that was, yeah, that was me <laughs> dropping my keys on my upsettingly softwood floor that dents very easily. It's probably a mistake. Anyway, yeah. So, but they sell the ideal home. Maybe they sell parts, components. It's yeah. not just one big home. They walk you around like Willy Wonka, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. It's like that would be great, though, wouldn't it? It's like Crufts. <gasps> it's thingy. Right? From, it's what's his name from Grand Designs? Takes you around the ideal home. Yeah, Kevin. I prefer my idea that it's like Crufts, and there are loads of. Pretty good homes, and at oh. the end they pick the ideal home. How do you show your home on it? You get it to run through the little tunnels. Your entire jump. house, John. <laughs> your entire house. Jump over a scale the model barriers. of your house. <laughs> you, you take a scale model of your house and it gets judged. You wear, <laughs> <laughs> and you run That's around a really good a idea. course, in it. led by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> a panel of dog judges judge which house they most like to live in. That's what the ideal home show is. <sighs> well, that's that's sorted, I guess. Yeah, cheers, Lem. Um, we've run out of Pip Diddy Pips officially. Oh. But I've had an email from Michael saying, I guess that uh, Scroobius Pips, pick of the Pips this week, and he's added Scroobius Pips. So the idea that Scroobius Pip has seen this tweet really makes me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this week, brackets, Legend of the Baggy Pants is a pun based on this. The Legend of the Bagger Vance. It must be that. He said, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, It's a two th- year 2000 film, right? Mm-hmm. Will Smith 
Matt Damon, Charlize Theron. We're talking A-listers, what? right? A down-and-out golfer attempts to recover his game and his life with the help of a mystical caddy. I think I know about this. I mean, it Who sounds... plays the mystical caddy? Will Smith? Because that's... That's, how, that's genie territory to, write, to me right there. It is. Mm. We recut the film Aladdin with him playing this caddy. Amazing. So it's like a band in the new metal era. They get a magical DJ to oh, DJ amazing. and scratch over the back of their Great. rap rock Great. records. It's Will Smith. It's Jazzy Jeff. Do you think there was has, has, has there ever been a more needlessly excessive genre than new metal? They were like, rock with rap. And DJs. Oh, I didn't like new metal. There were too many genres. Yeah. There were too many things going on. They thought... I agree. And then what would happen What happened with new metal was obviously at the beginning, it was all like... And they were doing the scratching. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, actually, it's pretty lame, the scratching and stuff. So all the new metal bands, the DJs had to become like keyboardists. Oh, that's or just play samples. Oh, stop scratching! How do you know so much about the history stop of new metal? Stop scratching! Uh, stop scratching sounds like a, a doctor's request. <laughs> If you're itching in the surgery, you've got a problem. Yeah, oh, 100%. Uh, are we doing our film ideas? Yeah, mine was such low-hanging thru- fruit. Fruit? Mm-hmm. I've said it with a TH. It was <laughs> fruit. Go on. It was such low-hanging fruit that I'm surprised we did. We got to this point without it being said. Wow. Dumb Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> okay, Fred and Mercury is an elephant? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, so you know, like, obviously the whole thing is like... <laughs> It's an elephant that can fly, and so mm-hmm. everyone's going to the circus. But imagine an elephant that could sing. <laughs> you would go, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, no, I'd see that. Do that, do that, I'd see that. I'd see it. I, reluctantly, if it was just doing Queen songs, but I would see it. I was a singing elephant. What does it sing? <laughs> Queen, mostly Queen. And Barcelona. Uh, yeah, I'd go. You're right, I'd fucking go. I'd go and see. There's no animal I wouldn't see sing. All right? A stag beetle. Uh, what is the? What would be the fun? If 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 an animal, I love this question. Tweet so, us. Get get involved, right? Tweet us in. If an animal could sing, mm-hmm. the funniest combo of animal to voice. Yeah. A gecko with Tom Jones's voice. Very good. Very 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 good. <laughs> tweet us in with your ideas. I feel like this has been done by the film Sing. Yeah. True. Yeah. But hey, it's not like us to. Not, we're not afraid to steal an idea. It was an dumb accident. Bohemian Rhapsody. Very good. Very Thank very you. good. Yeah, and Brian May's a sheep. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. He's the oh, no, he's a badger. Oh, yeah. Hey, here's my idea. On a similar theme, pet sedentary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's about a really lazy cat. <laughs> Garfield. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, it's about a really lazy cat <clears throat> that they think is so lazy they think it's died. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go to bury it. Two days later, it comes back. And they're like, Holy shit, that cat's risen from the dead. But it hasn't. It was just napping. <laughs> and then they think the local pet cemetery is haunted. But it's not. The cat was just napping. It's just in a really deep nap. And then they think that there's a whole conspiracy around the woods. And the whole time, this cat's like, Meow, I'm not, I was never dead. You buried me alive. So Chris Pratt is brought in to translate. To Google Translate. Having um, just solved the dinosaur crisis. Dino crisis? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Dino Sounds crisis. like a video game from the 90s. Dino Crisis. Maybe that was a band you're in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, anyway. My new metal band. I was the DJ. And then their daughter dies. Oh. Actually dies. Yeah. And they're like, it's fine. I'm going to bury the daughter and she'll come back to life like the cat did. She doesn't. No. But that's what actually happens in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, which I have to go and watch next week. I was about to say, <laughs> you doing your extensive research. I have to go and watch it next for, week. Um, actually, here's a thing. Mm. I so I this is this is off topic, and we will. I say we will get, get back. We've it's actually the end of the finished. Show. Yeah. But I'll quickly before we do listening. the official wrap up. As, as two scaredy cats, I said about um, seeing us and mm-hmm. wanting uh, a quiet screening with yeah. lights on, right? Yeah. And someone then revealed to me, they said, and you're a big wuss. And a countdown for, he said, and a countdown for jumps, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, brilliant idea. Yeah. And then he revealed that there's a website where you can download a layer of subtitles for films where they do count down the jumps. So it's like, it's a jump scare subtitle exclusively made so that, you know, with five, four, three, oh, two. You, we should make some that aren't real. <laughs> well, there's, there's two funny tiers to this. Yeah. One, you do it for like Toy Story or something. <laughs> funny. Two, you do it for really scary films, but you just completely misplace where all the jumps are. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, we know it's the end of the show because there is a knock, knock, knock on the studio door. Uh, actually, there's about to be a more convincing knock. And uh, entering the studio is... I don't know. I don't Some know. Dead cat. <laughs> it wasn't dead. It was just asleep. Hello, 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 hello. Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> All the That's way through really the episode, good. I could only think about doing barbershop quartet openings to songs like, hello, 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 hello. It's me. <laughs> That's quite good, isn't it? Your new Instagram series. Yep. Look, look forward to that being two videos long. Hello from the other side. Yep. Uh, hello. There's a rap. There's always raps. I'm here to say. <laughs> no rapper starts with hello. <laughs> My name is Joel, and I'm here to say I'm rapping to you in a brand new way. Hello. <laughs> I'm here to say yeah. hello. <laughs> Um, I just because um, we should probably you know when people do interact with us thank you mm-hmm. um, Ollie got in touch to say I watched Liar Liar with my 10 year old nephew last week the scene in the lift was slightly awkward do you remember this I mentioned the fact that there's a scene where oh yeah. Liar, yeah 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 because yeah. he can't he can't lie he has to tell the truth yeah so for some reason that means that he talks about a woman's breasts yeah yeah. he yeah. said it was slightly awkward but it wasn't too bad some of the court scenes are slightly dicier in fact the film mm. as a whole held up surprisingly well. Go on, Jim. <laughs> yeah. So if you've watched any of Jim Carrey's oeuvre recently, uh, let us know how they've held up. And we're going to end the podcast on this fun Jim Carrey update. He recently painted a photo of Benito Mussolini. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yeah. He tweeted He tweeted a photo that he painted of M- M- Benito Mussolini saying, um, this is what happens to fascists. Uh, and Mussolini's granddaughter replied, you are a bastard. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.